It was a brisk November morning, and the Hampton Inn Lafayette was a comfortable enough bolt hole for one night. Mel and I got up early and filled our insulated mugs from a pump carafe. And the lobby decor was a let's-not-offend-anyone-with-sharp-edges corporate beige. The continental breakfast was equally unremarkable. You got your stale raisin bran, squares of white bread, an assortment of desert-dry muffins, and your token folded over something that resembles an egg product speckled with vegetable-colored shrapnel. None of this fazed us. We were happy and excited to be west of the Mississippi and headed back to warm, sunny Baja. The day before, we traded in our original adventure pod, the CRV, and took ownership of a new-to-us Honda Element, Adventure Pod Dos. We crammed a lot into this trip and the car update was the last piece to the puzzle. It was setting up to be a beautiful day. That is not, that is not how a car should sound. Actually, that's how a car sounds without its catalytic converter. And why would you run a car without its converter? Well, you wouldn't, unless it was stolen. After nearly six weeks on the road, the last thing we expected was to spend the weekend in a place we weren't planning on even visiting. This is the perfect opportunity to talk about how expectations can affect your happiness when they collide with circumstances beyond your control. Uh, maybe you've been there, maybe you haven't, but getting ripped off and vandalized is not a good feeling. It's real easy to get pissed off and allow that single event to ruin the day, the week, or in our case, the entire road trip. We had to change plans for commitments we'd made, pay for another Airbnb, food. Then we had to process the news from the repair shop that the parts might not even be coming until December. Then there was the cost for the repair itself. All in all, it was a situation that would expand or contract based on our reactions. And not too long ago, something like this would click the play button in my head to start the tape of negative internal dialogue. And that tape would include the greatest hits like, it's all your fault. You picked the wrong place. And if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And on and on. Thankfully, my wife's a pretty cool customer and not prone to overreacting. Usually in difficult situations, she'll get mad, start crying, and after a minute or two, pull it all together and shift into problem-solving mode. And once we both came down from a boil to slow simmer, we notified the hotel filed a police report, called our insurance company, and set about trying to find a place to get the car fixed. The entire time this scenario was playing out, I kept reflecting back on a talk I heard recently with a guy named Mo Gaudet. The timing couldn't have been better. See, after working as an engineer for IBM and Microsoft, Mo became the vice president of Google. The guy had more money than God. He'd achieved all of his business goals, had a beautiful family and friends, ordered his vintage Rolls Royces, yes, two of them, online, and he was woefully unhappy. Mo wanted answers and decided to approach the problem the way he approached everything in his life to that point, with logic as an engineer. He read all the books he could find on the subject of happiness, he hired spiritual teachers, traveled far and wide, and spent a lot of money only to discover what we've always known. Money doesn't buy you happiness. Happiness was not something you strive to attain, it's within you. Once all your basic needs have been met, every other dollar afterwards won't make you happier. It seems obvious by now, and listening to billionaires say that money doesn't make you happy seems a bit farcical at this point. But in his book, Solve for Happy, 
Mo talks about how your expectations just might be the key when it comes to improving your life and your level of happiness. He calls it the happiness equation. And he says, a person's happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between the events happening in your life and your expectations of how your life should behave. I'll say it again. A person's happiness is equal to or greater than the difference between the events happening in your life and your expectations of how your life should behave. He says whenever he has a thought that makes him unhappy, he asks himself one single question. Is it true? If it's not, he drops it immediately. Because why would you let yourself be unhappy for a single second about something that isn't even true? If it is true, he asks if there's anything he can do to make the situation better. If there is, he does it. Life becomes better, therefore he's happier. Here's the key. If there's nothing he can do, he accepts it as something he can't change, and all of the worry in the world will not change it. That then becomes his baseline to build upon moving forward. There's no dwelling or inflating. He simply brushes it aside because there's nothing he can do. He highlights six illusions in that book that hinder our ability to be happy. And the illusion that's relevant here is the illusion of self, that whatever happens around us is directly related to us. What's happening around us has nothing to do with us. My catalytic converter getting stolen had nothing to do with me. It wasn't personal. The universe was not punishing me or reminding me that I'm unlucky or snake bit. It was a random, unfortunate event. So there I was in the parking lot, sipping my flavorless Hampton Inn coffee, doing my best to communicate with one of Lafayette's ill-mannered police officers. I hear Mo's voice asking the question, was this something I could change? Nope. Okay, so what can I affect? I can find a place to take the car, and I can find a place to stay until the car is fixed. Everything in between, out of my hands. The negative dialogue inflating the moment, useless. It's untrue and totally counterproductive. So was the repair expensive? Yes. Was I upset that I had to spend thousands of dollars to repair a random act of vandalism? Sure. But I held on to those thoughts for a really short time. What replaced them rather quickly was the thoughts of gratitude. I was grateful neither one of us was hurt. I was grateful we had the money to fix the car, grateful they didn't damage anything else or bust any of the windows, etc., etc., and back in episode 13, I talked about perspective and perceptions and whether or not it's possible to make a deliberate change in how we view things over the course of our lives. Basically, if you're a glass half empty kind of person, can you, with effort and intention, become a glass half full person? Some believe it's a choice. Others believe it's so deeply embedded in our person and part of our fiber that it's unchangeable. If you believe Mo Gaudet, and I do, it's a choice. And one way to curb expectations, he suggests, is to remain present in the current moment. Don't expect anything from what's ahead and ask a simple question the next time you're faced with a difficult situation. Can I change it? It's a powerful realization if you embrace it. If you apply a little bit of logic to what's normally an emotional response, maybe then reframing negative situations to focus on a positive outcome becomes easier. And every day we're presented with opportunities to learn something new about ourselves and the world around us, even when those opportunities come in not so positive ways. You see, it all comes down to what you look for. If you look for something to complain about, you will find it every time. If you look for something to be grateful for, you will also find it. 
So why not choose the one that will lift you up rather than the one that will tear you down? I've said it in a past episode, but it's worth repeating. At every point in our lives, we're either going through something, about to go through something, or have just gone through something. And everyone's journey is full of moments that can be assigned to a column, one of good luck or bad luck. It's really difficult to move through life without some sort of expectations. But keeping in mind Mo Gowdit's happiness equation can really reduce the amount of time we spend upset over the outcome of a negative event, especially one that we have no control over. And choosing gratitude or optimism over negativity or anger isn't about ignoring what happened or pretending a negative event didn't affect you. It's about where you choose to place the emphasis. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Share it, tell your friends, because the show doesn't go anywhere without you, and we drop new episodes every Wednesday. If you want to listen to some back episodes or find out how to support the show, you can do both at themindunset.com. Next week, Strong Coffee, Strong Women. My guest is an expert when it comes to flipping the script and changing her life in a major way. While working as a reporter in San Francisco, Kristen Haynes was barely making ends meet, paying an exorbitant rent, and struggling to pay off debt. She decided to make a change. She moved into her car, paid off her debts, and began the reinvention of herself. She taught herself how to blog, learned about SEO and online marketing, and then launched The Wayward Home, a blog about tiny living. She was van life before van life was a thing. She's now a part-time liveaboard sailor, and that Toyota Prius is now a custom sprinter van. She's transformed her life and her blog into a serious source of income and the premier resource for anyone looking to live differently. Oh, yeah. The the freedom you get of being out of debt and also having the lower cost of living is something that really helps because then you're not stressed out about how am I going to pay my rent? And I did do some travel writing and some other ways, some voiceover. Um, I had some other ways to make some money uh, during this process. So I would work on the blog, you know, most of the time, but then I'd also do this freelance writing. And I did have like a small income stream, but it wasn't a massive one, which one would need in the Bay Area just to have an apartment (laughs) because I was able to live on the sailboat. And so I'm really thankful that I was able to have that very low overhead that gave me all this free time to work on my blog. It was really key um, to making this happen. Come back next week for that. And until then, be nice, do good stuff. <laughs>